Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? His Imperial Majesty Emperor Haile Selassie I, one of my favorite quotes from him, we must become something for which we have never been. Overcoming petty prejudices to achieve the ultimate allegiance, which is not to nations, but to our fellow humans. We must become bigger and greater in outlook. We must become something for which our environment and education have ill-prepared us. There's a lot of things to become. Could you be love? Could you? We have a lot of information that we've learned today. And our final presenter is representing the Rastafari movement in a great way in many spaces. I don't know when is the last time Ras Ivy ate some cooked food. It's all about life, life, you know? Rastafari as an indigenous culture in Jamaica faces many misunderstandings. And so we have to continue to create space for more understanding. My grandfather has been a great symbol for the movement. And I believe that if he was still here today in the physical, I don't know if that he'd only be singing music because there are nations to govern, there are policies to write. His Imperial Majesty was a leader of his nation and also the Minister of Education. So we take our role very, 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 we take it serious. Please help me to welcome to the stage Brother Ras Ayabi. Until the philosophy that holds one way superior and another inferior is finally and permanently discredited and abandoned. And until there is no more first class and second class citizens of any nation, until the color of a man's skin is of no more significance than the color of his eyes, until bigotry, maliciousness, and in human self-interest is replaced with goodwill and overstanding in the dream of true lasting peace. World citizenship and the rule of international morality will become but a fleeting illusion to be pursued but never attained. There will be war. And I'm sure that None of us here really love war, because war is really ugly. 
But with the word that is imperial majesty, I will last year. I say greetings to everyone. And also greetings in the name of Finite Empress, Empress Vadero Menin. In the name of all those who have fought and died and who are still fighting for equal rights and justice. One love, Rastafari. I'm glad to be here. One of you thanks for individuals who have put this symposium together. And as the team, recreation before education before recreation. My topic is Rastafari cannabis and the right to self-determination. And I give thanks for the direction in which most of the presenters have presented their um, proposals, suggestions, recommendations, because it was all about working together. And irrespective of where we are geographically, irrespective of our religious or political belief, it is evident and obvious that for us as individuals who are involved with ganja, cannabis, whatever name they want to call it, we are up against a system and this system is a very evil system. Because when you look at the scientific researches that have been carried out, when you look at the clinical trials, when you look at the history of the benefits that people have derived from using this plant, you have to ask yourself, what are these people up against? When you look at third odd states in the US of A that are, have voted for legalization of cannabis from a medical and a recreational point of view, yet we have what is known as the federal government, the federal law that still say herb cannabis ganja is illegal. So we, America is supposed to be one of the, the leading democratic countries in the world, but where is the democracy now in all of that? What I see is dictatorship. A few individuals wanting to impose their will on the masses of the people. So it's obvious that other people, we have to come together and find ways and means how to continue to fight for our rights. If you want to drink alcohol, fine, it's up to you. If you want to smoke cigarette, fine, it's up to you. But why is it that if we want to use a plan? It is a plan. I didn't make it, you didn't make it. The same power that created us as man and woman created that plan. So who is man? to make law against a plant that was created by the same power that created him man. Yet at the same time, they give us a lot of jobs. Jobs that all they do, you get one job to cure one illness, and then that job bring on the next illness, and it continues, so you end up with all 20 different form of pills out there. 
Now, when you look at the history from a cultural point of view of this plant, thousands upon thousands of years, 6,000, 5,000 years was a documented history. And the brother, Ratafari, brother asked this morning that you didn't hear anybody talking about herb and spirituality. Because that is where I and I have Rastafari approach herb from, and that is where people's culture, it wasn't about money, it was about the spirituality of the plant. It was, it was how, you, how you feel, how you think by using the plant, whether you want to ingest it, whether you want to eat it, drink it, or you want to smoke it. Rastafari are our generation and the generation before us are not the first set of people to be smoking herbs. When you look at ways and means how herbs have been used culturally, the Indians, the Chinese, the Africans, the Mexicans, the whole South American, you look at it, the history is there documented. It has been something that has helped people to grow to unite, to live together, not to mention the medical benefits. So again, the question is, these people who claim that they are the federal government that impose their will on other countries that depend on them economically, because it took us hell in Jamaica to get the decriminalization done. In the 60s, if you were caught with one leaf or one seed of ganja, of cannabis, you would go to prison and it was mandatory for 18 months. And ha having had that one conviction, if you were caught the next time with one plan, you would go to prison for five years. People ended up getting seven years in prison and they were not terrorists, they were not gun people, they were murderers, just for a plan. Now, I am saying that each of us here inside this room, we still have a responsibility. Because the sister from near Jane University spoke and pointed out that a lot more needs to be done. And it's true. We give thanks for where we are, we give thanks for what has been achieved. But as Dan and the other brothers and the other sisters spoke, we are now enjoying a benefit based on the sacrifices of our ancestors, of generations that were before us, who went to prison, who got back licks, who made sacrifices it was not an easy road. In Jamaica, I have been a part of it. And being who I am at this age, I can imagine what it was in other places in the world for generations before me. I know what the Rastafari Virgin and Sistrine went through. I know when we couldn't gather. I know when we were driving on the street, it was fun for the police to know they're going to have a roadblock because Rasta is going to come to this Naya Bingi and they're going to have her. But as a youth, 
I decided I was not going to allow the state to trample upon my rights. And so for me, it was a lot of confrontation in the courthouses. Because if the Christians, and I have nothing against Christianity, but if the Christians have the right to use bread and wine in their church, fine. If I as a Rastaman, or I and I as Rastafari, in general, choose to use a plant as our sacrament, who are you to say I and I don't have that right? So it was from that point of view that we started the confrontation in Jamaica. And little by little, the laws were amended until 2015. Um, it was amended to the point that it's no longer an arrestable offense to have less than two ounces. Each household um, is entitled to grow five plants, and for an I rest of our we um, have achieved our we. We are entitled to special privileges, for example, keeping events, um, having certain amount of herb in our possession. Now, all that is good from a cultural point of view, or from the point of view that we no longer can go to prison or go to jail for a small amount. But at the same time, where the industry is concerned, just Jamaica, just like in the US, majority of who are in the position to take control of this industry based on the regulations and based on the laws are not the grassroots people who have suffered things. It is the rich people, and a lot of these very rich people used to fight against this plan. But now because it's legalized and there are monies to be made out of this, then you see, all, you see them all come running. And I'm saying, fine, just like Sister Sherry pointed out, yes, there's space in the big farm. The big pharmacies and the big pharmacological companies, fine. But what is it? And how will our grassroots people, black, white, pink, yellow, but people who have suffered in different regions of the world, how will they benefit? So again, I say it's all of us responsibility to ensure that, for example, when we leave here at these discussions, we don't leave like we go to a dance or we go to a music session, but we leave having a sense of responsibility. that there is more to be done. And programs like these are means and ways and methods of getting people with like mind. And that's why again I refer to you, Sherry, by saying cooperation, co um, conquering. But we have to. The situation didn't come by mistake. The situation as it is. It wasn't a mistake. It was people sitting down and deliberately planning and doing things. So we have that same responsibility and we have that capability. If we don't see ourselves with that capability, it means we are belittling the Creator who created us in His own image. Because all of us have wise mind, knowledge, intelligence, understanding. What they can do, we can do it. What they have done and have achieved, we can do it. We can reverse the situation from what it is to what it's supposed to be. Because nobody should be suffering when there's a plan that can help them and they continue to suffer. 
We are the humanity. If you are so concerned with our well-being, why is it that people who need this plant, who, who, and it is proven that people have benefited from this plant? When you look at all this now, the presenters and the doctors, and there's so much information, there's so much knowledge, there's so much proof out there that people, I was in Boston last year and the year before, and I met a 16-year-old um, youth suffering from Crohn's disease. And he took so much medication that his parents <laughs> were there, mother and father, they were there. Some of the medication they didn't even remember because they, they, they bought so much. One of the medications brought on a mild form of lupus. And it was only when this youth was exposed to cannabis oil that the lupus, the side effect went away and Crohn's disease was gone. And at the age of 17 last year, he became an advocate because he experienced that. So you no longer can tell him any negative thing about this plant because he had seen how this plant had helped him. And the plant has helped a lot of people a lot of people. And again, I say I give thanks to be here, give thanks for KFS. I myself, I do an, um, an annual event in Jamaica every third weekend in December. This year we'll be doing it the 13th, the 14th to the 15th, to the 16th of December in Negril. And it's all about trying to bring education to all people, trying to bring information. Because a lot of old people out there still hold on to this stupidness that herb is illegal, ganja is bad. Simple, because they have not been educated. So this event is all about bringing information. Last year we had it you know, we had different, different, you know, medical people. But there was a brother from Florida who was a neurosurgeon. And he, you might know him, Cheryl, um, Anthony Hall, Dr. Anthony Hall, he was there. And um, he points out how, you know, the, the ratio between CBD, strong high CBD, and high THC, and at times how he would vary it to be with the different, different, um, you know, mental problem. I was in Israel last year and I met people who are mentally ill people. And the government ensure that these mentally ill people get their seven spliffs per day. Why? Because they have found out that Israel is one of the leading, if not the leading country we are researching medical um, cannabis is concerned because it keeps them calm. Anybody who, have, who has researched cannabis from a medical point of view would consider it to be an antidepressant. It relieves stress. There is no question. And for grassroots people, especially the condition that we live in, they want something to release your stress. No wonder so much youth in the past generation, present generation, smoke herb. Unlike alcohol. 
Yet the good thing about her, it had never killed anybody. Alcohol killed, but it is legal. Cigarette killed, but it is legal. So if you are so concerned with my well-being, why is it that the plant that science and history have shown to help people, to heal people, you continue to say it's illegal, but the thing that will kill me, you give it to me. And I can send a child to buy. So it's obvious there's so much hypocrisy within the system. I was at the United Nations in um, 2016. And again, you mentioned about descheduling rather than rescheduling. These people, the INC, the International Narcotic Board of Control, have this plan as equating it with heroin. With heroin, worse than crack cocaine. And yet it is a plan. So, it, there's one conclusion I can come to, and I'm sure that most of you will come to that conclusion. There's a saying that the greatest weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. The greatest weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. And there is no question that the aim and objective of the Euro-American colonial system over these years was to have control over people, mind and body. If they control the mind, they control the body. Teach a man how to think, and you don't have to be concerned about his action, because he or she will never do anything outside of what he or she was taught. So the mind control is important to the system. And like Bob said, Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None of us but ourselves can free our mind. So first we have to liberate our mind from this stupidness, this miseducation that we've been exposed to. We have that responsibility. Nobody can do that for us. So once we start in the liberation process of our mind, we can come together as a people. Because we all have a sense of what justice is. We have a conscience. We have a sense of what right and wrong is. What I don't want for myself, I shouldn't want to do it to you or give it to you. It's common sense. And because of greed, and individuals who want to impose themselves upon others. That's what cause war. Because you're not going to have your foot in my throat and tell me I must be peaceful. No. I'm not going to turn the other cheek. We're in and encouraging violence. But it's obvious that where there is tyranny, oppression, and brutality. There is the formula for war. So again, each of us must know our duty.
each of us must acknowledge our responsibility. And together, just like how the system became what it is, we together can make it become what it's supposed to be and what we want it to be. I give thanks for being here and I'm looking forward that this will continue, the educational program will continue. Whether we are in California, whether we are in Florida, wherever we are. And I and I in Jamaica will also take root fest internationally because it's a part of the educational process. One person cannot do it. And whenever the time comes that Kaya Fest and Root Fest will have to come together to do an event, we are open for that. But the educational program must continue. The togetherness and the will to fight for what is right. And I'm going to leave you with a next quote from His Majesty. And I love this because it says throughout history, it is the inaction of those who should have and could have acted. The indifference of those who should have known better. And the silence of the voice of justice when it matters most that has enabled evil to give thanks. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today and make sure that you subscribe to the IHAMP Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on facebook.com forward slash IHAMP Revolution. Like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.